Hi, welcome to another episode of the Visual Storytelling Today podcast. The show is designed for you, the marketer or entrepreneur, who may be looking for more effective ways to connect better with audiences through the exciting world of visual storytelling. We will introduce you to inspiring experts from diverse industries that bring fresh perspectives on how to capture attention, build trust, emotional empathy, and last but not least, drive business results. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Shlomi Ron, CEO of the Visual Storytelling Institute. We are based here in sunny Miami, Florida, and welcome to another episode of the Visual Storytelling Today podcast. Today, I have a, an interesting topic. As you all know, the metaverse has been on every brand's minds these days, and a lot of brands trying to figure out uh, their metaverse strategy. And what uh, seems to be happening, there are two kinds of uh, distributions, you know, brands that look into host their experiences on popular platforms like the Central Land. That's what Fashion Week actually did uh, a few weeks ago. And there's other opportunity for brands where they want to create their own metaverse experience and host it on their own website or AR VR. So today we're actually going to talk about the second use case. Uh, how can brands develop their metaverse experiences on their own platforms? Again, be it their website, AR or VR. So to help me unpack this uh, exciting topic, I'm excited to speak with uh, Ida Keimer, She's a, the Strategic Business Development Manager at Journey. It's a Berlin-based uh, metaverse company. And they're actually the folks behind the, the Vogue business uh, experience that uh, was hosted earlier this month uh, with great success. And they helped other brands like BMW, Adidas, Siemens, and many more. So with that, welcome to the show, Ida. Thank you. It's really a pleasure to be here and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Excellent. Excellent. So before we jump right in, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your journey, how you find yourself in the metaverse field. <laughs> how do you get started? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think uh, that is an interesting topic for anyone who works with anything metaverse related today, uh, since it's such a new field. And we often joke at Journey that we are an old company in this industry because we are already existing since March 2020. Wow. Um, but my experience, um, I would say, is maybe not the experience that most people would think of that I would have working in a metaverse company. So I actually come from a background quite artistic. I worked mm -hmm. on stage. Oh, wow. And then that led me into uh, starting my first own, com own company that was the um, soul-based design studio. But we did a lot of 3D work already then. Mm. We worked a, lo a lot with um, digital screens and how to sort of manipulate physical space. Oh. So shared experience, stage work, etc. We worked with big names like Dexter, SLS Hotels like Las Vegas, yep. these kind of companies to play with that so that is really where I come from mm -hmm. shared experience stage space experiential um design was it for like theater or movies or for what I, I started with from contemporary dance and music and then this transition into more you know working with big companies Got so it. it became a more corporate approach of course 
Um, and then from there, I went into uh, consulting for 3D immersive musicals and oh. other, you know, creative tech, yeah. again, experiential. So when we had that um, technology trigger of, of, you know, the pandemic and the world sort of turning very flat and very 2D, yeah. it wasn't that far for also our founders with similar background as me and somebody like me to end up in a metaverse because it is creating a internet that you can step into, right? And have Definitely. a shared experience. No, absolutely. Wow, that's quite fascinating. So you've been in the 3D, you know, immersive experiences for a while. And that's, you know, interesting to see how you kind of develop your skills in variety of uh, use cases and experiences. So that kind of brings me to my next question. You know, it's a question to ask all my guests uh, since we are wearing the visual storytelling hat. You know, based on your journey, how do you define visual storytelling? Mm -hmm. That is a very good question. Um, <laughs> for me, it's about, hmm, I would like to expand the concept to not just visual, but really to yeah. you know, all senses. And mm -hmm. that is the key, to have this multidimensional where sound and everything else is involved. And especially... I think the main, main center point of it is, mm -hmm. <laughs> is connection with other people into mm. a shared experience and emotional connection. I see. Interesting. So it, it's really kind of a multi-sensory experience that goes beyond just a sight. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So how does that translate into your role in a, a journey? in terms of what you do there and processes? How do you help brands? Um, so if you look at my specific role, with a very long title, as well, <laughs> just had to <laughs> Well, that's um, impressive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't work specifically with the creative part. We have an amazing creative team that takes mm -hmm. care of all of that. Uh, yeah. I look more at partnerships. So it's more... Mm -hmm thinking about where could we possibly be going in terms of tech but also you know society and the needs mm. of consumers etc and how can we get there how can we be ready so that is right. my days basically are made off of speaking to the most intelligent innovative creative people across the world to figure out how to do this together Right, right. So, so when you work with brands, you know, what is like the typical process, you know, brands come to you with what the typical business goals they're after, for example? Hmm. I can, I will make it journey specific in this case. Um, mm -hmm. So as you mentioned in the beginning, it's a difference. You have a different, you're looking for something different when you're going to Decentraland, for example, or Sandbox, yeah. Roblox, Roblox yeah. you come to us. So when um, businesses come to us, they are looking for this reconnection. Again, mm -hmm. we were disconnected with the COVID yeah. Yeah. trigger um, and they're looking for that reconnection. And I think having that experience of the pandemic and spending even more time online, a lot of brands realized how disconnected we actually are right. on the internet yeah so that is kind of where they're coming from and then in, again it's about creating experiences mm -hmm. that reconnect emotional experiences and they somehow <laughs> blow people away right 
And then you're looking for something that is accessible to all on all devices, I would say. I see. No, no special gear, you know, headset or anything, you know, make it super easy to interact. Exactly. I, I like a story um, that one of our co-founders have, Thomas, um, when, you know, they, we were building up the journey platform, mm -hmm. he did a test with his father. Yeah. So he simply sent a link to his father. So again, it's browser. <laughs> Just a URL like any other thing. Right. He sent his father, who was very old at that time, and they together entered a forest. Mm -hmm. One of the forests that we had created. And they took a walk through the forest. And Thomas realized that this was a very emotional experience to take a walk with his father in there. And his father later said the same thing. Um, yeah, so I think that gives a little bit of a feel of what a brand also would be looking I for. I see. And, and do you find uh, in terms of uh, particular use cases, I, I've seen from the information on your website that you are helping brands bring to life events, uh, games, uh, 3D products. Can you talk about a little bit about the different use cases that you cover, I mean, in your <laughs> past two years? <laughs> yeah, in our very long experience in the metaverse, right? Well, yeah. Um, that's <laughs> Eternal. I would say that, yeah, exactly. Um, it's very different. Some mm -hmm. brands, and especially in the beginning, mm -hmm. we're more looking for conferences, you know, replacing that what was very quickly taken away right. um, yeah. by the pandemic. And then we have use cases which are basically a replica of a physical space. Mm -hmm. But then it goes to the most crazy things. One of them is right behind me here. You can mm -hmm. see that it's really out there. Uh, so bold experiences, BMW was one of the first ones where they wanted a sort of Alice in Wonderland feel, <laughs> turning everything upside down and, you know, trigger our inspiration instead. Um, so a lot of the events up until now have been peak experiences and really about the connection. But we're seeing more and more brands are looking to build platforms, showrooms. Um, you might have seen the H&M that... Um, mm -hmm was spread over internet, I think it was last week and, you know, spanned yeah. everyone's feed. Um, that's one example of it, more of a platform, but then we also have a look at look, a lot of businesses looking at creating business models now. So it's it's like we matured along the way. Oh, so, you, so it seems like from just temporary metaverse experiences centered around event that happens, you know, for X amount of time, moving to permanent presences, I guess like the H&M and BMW that are more kind of a, have longer shelf life. Yeah, the BMW per se is actually a peak experience. I would oh, define it as, but mm -hmm. more and more of the cases that we're looking at at the moment are trying to figure out how to make something permanent. I see, I see. And, and what type of, a, for the permanent executions, what type of, use cases are there? Is it like a store? Is it uh, or kind of a wonderland? What type of uh, usability or? Um, in the type of conversations that we have at the moment, I would say it's across all industries and mm -hmm. all kind of business models. Yeah, so anything from e-commerce to um, 
yeah, just uh, having a, a solution to show your office to people. It's, it's really everything that is going on out there. It's amazing oh. to see the creativity that this is triggering. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, you kind of, uh, we talk about a few interesting use cases. I wonder if you can uh, share a few examples and just kind of get, uh, since we are wearing the visual storytelling hat, if you can show us something visually. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd love to. I'll, I'll share a video. Um, but before I show the video, I yep. just want to point out that with the technology and yeah, with the technology that Journey is, mm -hmm. we can have any type of visuals. Mm -hmm. So anything is possible, anything we can imagine. Um, and what you will see is filmed in the browser. So it's not a pre-rendered, you know, you build something in Unreal, you render it out, and then you watch the movie. Imagine that you would have a little URL, mm -hmm. you've clicked in and you're actually walking through that experience or you're in that experience. So I would just want you to keep that in mind sure. while I'm playing the video. Let's see if I can make sure that we don't get any annoying sound. I think you can see my screen, right? Yeah, yeah. Just going to pull that from the start. Um, yeah, so this is one of the <laughs> comments that we got on our first BMW experience. But we're just going to browse through a few, just to give you an impression of that kind of Alice in Wonderland, but also mm -hmm. product integration, high quality 3D products that you can go up and see the glue at, you know, the seam of a shoe. <laughs> Not right. that brands really show that, but that's possible. Um, to imaginary words that you can cruise through, through networking events, speakers, you have Obama floating through there. Oh, and so everything cool. directly in the browser. We have more and more fashion coming in, I would say, at the moment. Um, and you can just imagine, also from a sustainability perspective, what is possible if you can show your clothes digital first? We also do a lot of hybrid events that you just saw where actually our founder, Thomas, was on the stage mm. speaking in that in a physical space. And then you have it in the metaverse as well. So this kind of hybrid solution. Beaches, forest, <laughs> Angela Merkel. Yeah. Yeah, just gives you an idea about what type of visual quality that is possible and here we have Coldplay playing live inside BMW's experience we also had Christopher Waltz <laughs> dressed up as a fox uh, guiding <laughs> this through but again that's fascinating that so so is it uh, like I, I've seen before that you have a few 3D products there like the Adidas shoe and uh, some watches so are these are made for kind of a, almost like a QVC kind of a <laughs> selling experiences for consumers or more kind of a kind of wow effect demos uh, to the media? What is the typical purpose? At, up to today, we have seen mo most B2, let me think, yeah, more B2B cases I see. that it's more showing, um, you know, buyers the product mm -hmm. before they're even made. Got it. There again, you can play with the sustainability as a brand, right? right. So that's what we've seen so far. I'm expecting e-commerce uh, to be doing this very soon. Right. And speaking about e-commerce, obviously, we cannot speak about metaverse without uh, blockchain and NFT. 
have you done any executions where the monetization is actually done through embedded NFTs and virtual goods? Um, we did a case that became quite famous back in December for mm-hmm. Miami, actually. Oh, uh, yes. Our Miami. My hometown. Um, yep. Exactly. So you could have seen it there being on one of the screens, actually, in, in uh-huh. the exhibitions. That was together with a German artist, and if the mm-hmm. artist Kenny Schachter, he's Gallery König, the one mm-hmm. that works yep. with him, and then with Saha Hadid Architects. And then we were showcasing these NFTs inside a journey experience. Nice. And uh, you could, of course, purchase the NFTs there as well. Um, when it comes to the other, like, kind of follow up questions coming from there, um, you know, in the metaverse field, we are all looking at interoperability at the moment. And it's something where the technology is developing every day. So I'm right. really excited to see what will be possible even in a few months from now. But it's a, it's a place of experimentation and innovation right now. Right. And just to kind of make it clear for our audience, when you say interoperability, can you talk more about that? Is this the capability of basically entering a, a journey experience and then be able with the same credentials move to another platform? Is, is that what you're talking about? Uh, the idea of interoperability um, is to be able to bring digital assets across. We're not talking about, and we will never have one metaverse, right? Yep. It's not going to be one company that owns uh, the whole right. internet. Not yet. We don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. Um, yeah. But the idea is rather just like, you know, I can wear this shirt now mm-hmm. in this call. I'll be able to go to a restaurant after this and still wear the same shirt. Right. So that is the idea behind interoperability, to be able so to move av- digital Your avatar can actually move across platform, basically, with the same yeah. co- content that they accumulated elsewhere. Much. Yeah, that is right. The idea that, um, I mean, we have Ready Play Me, we are integrating with them, which allows you to bring your avatar across platforms that is already existing. Um, and in the future, we will see the avatars being, for example, um, able to spend most of their daily life maybe in the central land. And then they come into Journey for a peak experience where maybe they I acquire see. a clothing piece right. and then they go. So that is how people in the industry are thinking about interoperability at this point. Right. So you don't really need to keep a, a profile in one place with all your content. Actually, your content follows you wherever you go, pretty much, across platforms. That's... Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. So... Another thing, you know, since you've been working uh, with many brands uh, until now, you know, I'm sure you, what are the typical challenges that uh, brands are facing that, you know, my audience should know about as they kind of consider Mm -hmm. entering? The metaverse. Um, I think from my perspective, um, it's really to keep an open mind, to come mm-hmm. to people like us and be okay with not knowing. Mm. This is new, we don't know, and we're here to find a way together that works for the brand, right? Right. Um, so that is definitely the first thing. Another thing would be that since it's such a trending topic, mm-hmm. um, we can see brands kind of jumping on it without thinking yeah. 
why am I doing this? What part of my brand is it that I want to express through this experience? Um, So that is another thing that I would, uh, you know, really recommend working on. And Mm -hmm. that's also something you can just talk to people in the industry and and find your way. No, that's so true. I mean, a lot of people jump in without a good uh, value proposition, uh, establishing, you know, an affinity with your brand and the use case, the experience. So you definitely want to, and also make sure your audience is really ready for it, right? Sometimes uh, there's a lot of education that needs to happen, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, and that, that's, that's where kind of our approach journey, the, the route that we chose mm-hmm. is high quality, directly in the browser, accessible to anyone on any device. So that is also where you need to know uh, who you're targeting, because if you choose... If, if all of your consumers are anyway on Roblox, then go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have a broader use base that don't want to connect a wallet to a platform, then maybe you should consider coming to Journey. You know, that's, right. you need to know, just as we needed to learn with social media, where are your consumers or how do you bring them into the metaverse? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really point. Yeah, yeah. And... Assuming you, you know, with all your experience working with brands and kind of uh, guiding them to, you know, an exciting and very uh, rewarding metaverse experience, I'm kind of wondering uh, when a project ends, what is, how do you report, what is the success criteria that you report back uh, to the brand? That is a very good question. And I would say it depends on the use case and what was the intention. Uh-huh. Um, for some use cases, it might be the amount of people that visited the experience during a set time. Like conference some, or event. Yeah. For example, the Joytopia where we had a cold play, mm-hmm. then the success rate could be measured in terms of how many people visited but -hmm. it could also be measured right in the amount of feedback it gave on social media right and the buzz around it so it depends a little bit on where the marketing department Mm -hmm. is coming from and what is actually the intention if you're looking more at maybe a platform like a showroom um, or if you're creating business models then the success would be about something else right like monetization uh, over yeah. time of your NFTs or virtual goods. Yeah, that's another. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's really like with anything else that you do as a business in visual storytelling, uh, you need to know right. why you're doing it and keep the focus clear, right? Until the end report. <laughs> Amazing. And we kind of covered the, you know, in the beginning that the two distribution types, you know, hosted on, Metaverse, other metaverse platforms like the central end Roblox versus uh, hosting mm-hmm. it on your own media properties like a website. So what is the common misconceptions that uh, brands, when they come to you, you're hearing quite often? <laughs> mm. I think the first one is like, do you have a journey land? Um, that's the first <laughs> oh, <one>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> because we've gotten so used to yeah. uh, decentral land, right? Um, yeah. So people think that there is one journey, and right. in journey there are the users that you can make this experience for. Where we right. come from, the other think of us more like um, this is your flagship store or your event space. 
-hmm. this is you and your brand and you can design it to anything you like you right. can decide this experience and then you bring the users to you yeah so it's, that i think be a very very common one <laughs> yeah i mean the way i think you know and i've seen it uh, with other companies uh, that other players that operate in this space uh, it's almost like uh, going to an architecture firm and asking for mm. this uh, new building obviously it's not in real life but it's uh, in the metaverse and, and and that's what you guys are doing you're basically a 3d architecture firm that uh, make these experiences happen uh, for brands for a variety of reasons <laughs> yeah i really like this idea of uh, you know thinking of it as a beautiful internet that you mm -hmm. can step into right right no definitely definitely cool so we talked about uh, some uh, monetization models uh, before for your experiences uh, from this could be from events uh, ticketing i guess uh, nft virtual goods uh, are there any other methods to monetize an experience a brand could hope for <laughs> I think um, there will be many coming. Mm -hmm. um, what I see, and I don't want to give anything away, of course, mm -hmm. for the brand that I'm working with and talking to, there are a lot of business models being created right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited to see where they will go. And I can see some that will be very successful for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. This is very cool. So before we close, you know, uh, what would you say your top three tips for brands that are considering hosting their own metaverse experience on their own media properties? Mm, that's, that's a very good question. Um, I think the number one is something that we touched upon uh, quite a lot during mm -hmm. this conversation is know why you're entering. Mm -hmm. Don't follow the herd. Know why right. you're doing it. Second thing I would say would be to think long term. Mm -hmm. We are all learning. This is the first, your first experiment, experiment so to mm -hmm. speak. Right. Just do one thing. Be specific and try one thing. And then the last thing um, I would say connects to this with beautiful internet that you can step into and share the experiences. Mm -hmm. Be bold. Create connections. Do something that enables creativity and inspiration instead of just recreating what we can see in the world we're already Right. Yeah. So kind of go beyond copycat what it's already other brands are doing. Try to kind of create your own vision, obviously, with your brand affinity and business goals. Absolutely. Yeah, I think... To me, um, the ability to create anything mm -hmm. in the internet that you can step into is to suddenly have the power mm -hmm. to create anything that our mind can come up with. And a kind of baseline in that to play around with is how can that inspire mm -hmm. your consumers or users? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a very fascinating. It's like pretty much an open-ended invitation for brands to really, you know, create their own imaginary playgrounds for their consumer to interact in. And so really the possibilities are endless. So 
Thank you so much, Ida. This was an amazing uh, conversation. I really learned a lot. And, you know, we're just in the early days, as you said, and there's so many ways you still can experiment and create new uh, experiences for your brand using this whole metaverse. And especially where you don't have to do it on a rental land like other metaverse platforms, but you can actually bring it to your own media properties, as you said, we would, your website or your AR or VR, and, and really control the experience pretty much from you know top to down. So with that, how many people can actually reach out and connect with you if they have any questions? Um, how they can reach out, that was the question, right? Yeah, yeah. The easiest way is to connect with me on LinkedIn. It's just Ida mm -hmm. Keimer or Ida Keimer, however you want yeah. <laughs> to pronounce it. And okay. you send me a message. That's the best Wonderful. Way to get in touch with me. All right. Thank you so much, Ida. It's been a blast. And I hope to see everybody in our next episode of Visual Storytelling today. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. Thank you. Visual Storytelling Today is recorded in Miami, Florida. The show is published exclusively by Visual Storytelling Institute. Learn more at visualstorytell.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on the iTunes Store. Until next time, don't let your big story wait to be told.